Hello, my name is Delmer Eldred, and I want to welcome you to the Eye on Klickitat County, and it is Thursday, December 8th, 2022. And I have with me members of CEASE, uh, the founder, and Greg Wagner, and Sherry Bosquet, and I just want to uh, thank him for joining us today because we're going to have a conversation about the permitting and enforcement that lacks in this county and needs to be addressed. And I just think that it's a very important issue that we should all be paying attention to because it's our future and our money that these commissioners are making decisions and policies that affect us. And Sherry, I just want to, what is the, what do you think is probably one of the most important things right now that these commissioners should be paying attention to? Thanks, Dal. Um, well, honestly, I, I, I believe it should be uh, creating solar ordinances for these large industrial solar complexes. And that brings me back to how I got involved with solar being on the west side of the county. And that is because of a conditional use permit. On the west side of the county in my neighborhood where I live, a conditional use permit has been used to site a large glamping complex that is a small city of 95 small houses on a road that cannot accommodate this traffic. So a conditional use permit has been used to allow this project to happen. And on January, when Commissioner Anderson took place in his position, he proposed a resolution to allow conditional use permits to be siting solar projects, large industrial solar projects outside Goldendale off Knight Road. So that's how I got involved with uh, how the county does permitting and how the county has oversight of the projects after they permit them. Well, and then, Greg, you know, you've looked at a lot of RCWs. You've looked at a lot of the things that the uh, planning commission and the building department should be paying attention to on all these projects. And they seem to uh, not even uh, uh, stand with their, uh, where the realm of the decisions that should be made that are beneficial for the county. They, they simply go with whatever is stated in the uh, documentation of the developers. Well, that's true. The largest site, largest solar site in the state of Washington is Lund Hill. It's built, it's been built by Avangrid. It's out south of Bickleton. And it was permitted because it's in the EOZ, the energy overlay zone, which is a, the outright permitting of wind and solar projects in our county. So it, it will still go through a SEPA, which is a state environmental protection act. And they'll do studies there and they do an environmental impact statement. But they never do an HIS, a human impact statement. And that would be a, something that I'd like to see them add to it. But when, when they develop these projects, they also have what's called the conditions of approval. And those are conditions that must be met prior to the issuance of a building permit. Now, at the Lund Hill facility, they had a number of conditions in that the project must meet. But there was eight of them that were anywhere from 8 to 15 months after the project was 
permitted, that they were finally finalized. So if any of those studies came up with something uh, really detrimental to the area, it was too late because the project was permitted. And that just can lead to, to hurting the individuals that have to live by it and the environment. So the, the county planning department seems to ignore their own policies that they have in place. Well, yeah, and, you know, it's just like you and Sherry both. And, I mean, Sherry, you have addressed the commissioners time and time and time again, asking them to follow their own regulations that need to be uh, updated and corrected for the for the condition for the developers that are here today and you know you get nowhere you get stonewalled this has not been uh, they're not active in to try to figure out um, maybe we we need to take a second look at anything so well yeah we've gotten stonewalled on uh, the under canvas out here and, and just to update on this is that you know the people out here who know it's a absolute death trap in its location we have taken it uh, to court, Superior Court. We're now an appellate court. So we're using our own money as uh, citizens out here, people out here, to fight our own county who uses county tax dollars to fight us. But um, I get nowhere with the commissioners with the solar ordinances. I've continued to ask for them, and I think that everybody in the county can understand why cease and myself and other individuals have asked for solar regulation ordinances is because we want to cite them properly. And when you don't cite a project properly, when you don't look at the problems with where you're citing it, you could hurt the surrounding people. So that's why, I, you know, I, I continue to look at why we need solar ordinances. Well, and, you know, it, uh, Greg, why do you think, I mean, I know you can't read the mind of these commissioners and county agencies, but the, why are they so reluctant? You just have to wonder, why are they so reluctant? I mean, you have brought up facts and uh, proven uh, statements that the damage and the negative parts of this, that if you put these things in the wrong places, the effect that will have on the community and the citizens, but yet the, the permitting and the um, enforcement is, is lax. They, they just don't seem to have any a drive to try to protect the county and the citizens. The county planning department has the authority under our county codes to hire their own consultants and engineers and experts to do the necessary studies for, say, a Lundhill project or an under-campus project and bill the corporations. That way we know we get an accurate study done. But yet the planning director, she trusts the applicant's studies. So she doesn't even leave her desk and she approves projects that she's never walked out on the site to see. And that's that's proven dangerous with the development of under canvas and we'll see what happens at, at Lund Hill. The, you know, we just know it's not done properly and it uses our tax money when the county staff works for free for these large corporations. So it's our tax money paying our county staff to work for them for free. They claim now they're not going to do that anymore, but that's yet to be seen. Well, you know, the thing is, is that we t we have taken um, a back seat and the, the commissioners will not allow us to... Uh, 
confront them and and have a conversation with them. And I know, you know, it's just like, um, Sherry, you have basically begged them for a town hall meeting. And they are they reject it because they they fill it with uh, we can't do it because uh, people are uh, not civil. I mean, <laughs> that alone right there should cancel them as a commissioner, as I feel. But well, you know, when yes, you're right. We have begged them for a town hall to at least discuss the character project uh, that is has a pre submission proposal in our county right now and they refuse to do it because honestly I believe Dale is that they cannot debate the facts that we bring to the table we bring a lot of facts to the table and when you when you can't debate the truth you have to villainize and and make the other people bringing these facts to the table you know like the bad people and they just will not have a town hall with the people of Goldendale and the surrounding area where they want to put 10,000 to 14,000 acres of industrial solar. So I, I just believe that's because, you know, they, they, we brought this up before and I'd like to touch on this again, is that sometimes these solar and renewable energy companies come in and these large corporations worth billions of dollars, they can bribe, they can pay off our county officials to let these projects go through, which I believe is happening with under canvas as we watched our county work hand in hand with that corporation to fight against us here in the in this area. But they they take money and they just ignore what the people want. So they're working with foreign entities, they're working with foreign corporations. And I think it's time and I, you know, as I as I stutter, I think it's time for the people to wake up and realize that perhaps our leaders in the county are being paid off to ignore this very very important subject of industrial solar in Kitsap County. Well, I think you're right on spot there with the idea that you know it did it. You just gotta assume because of their um, reluctance to try and take a look at what uh, is presented to them, the facts and the uh, statements of other uh, scientific research that these, you know, basically this renewable energy is a short-lived thing and we're paying top dollar for it. It's not going to work. And the commissioners refuse to take a look at any of this stuff. And Greg, you know, it's just like uh, the permitting and enforcement. I mean, what are our options? Because the county don't seem to ha- really have any uh, guidelines that they're going to go by to uh, provide any kind of protection for this county. So what's what's the options? What have we got? What else is there? Well, you know, the county has uh, some codes and requirements in place, but they don't enforce them. Uh, Avon Grid. Uh, the Lund Hill project, they were supposed to make a monthly report. They got permitted in August. They started building um, a year or so ago. They've not issued a report to the county. If Lund Hill would have been permitted through FSEC, they're required every month to make a report, you know, and it's it's a Zoom meeting, and they have to be there. If they're not there, there's, you know, uh, ramifications when they don't show up. In our county, uh, Lund Hill permitted for $500 
for the for the uh, permit, and and if they went through FSEC, it's fifty thousand dollars. So there's quite a bit of difference there. We hear the commissioners say, well, they'll just go to FSEC and get what they want. If that's true, why isn't Avangrid or Cypress Creek or Nextera or Inver Energy, all these solar companies, running right to FSEC and getting permitted through them? Because FSEC has many more requirements in place than our county does, and they hold these corporations accountable, and they make them pay. In our county, it's, it's come on down, let's make a deal. You know, I mean, you could just look at the Model D commissioning plan where it says minimum of three feet of the concrete basis for the wind turbines to be removed. But then the Pacific Corp comes along who owns four wind sites, Proctor Ridge, Goodnote Hills, up in the area there. Uh, they renegotiated. They only have to take out two and a half feet of the concrete. So it's just whatever these corporations want, they come in and dictate to the county. The planning director, she says, yeah, that's okay. She tells the commissioners, they say, hey, whatever, we'll get some tax money from it. And then you find out that the taxation is based on the cost-based method of appraisal for the personal property. So every year we give them an 8.5% depreciation on their property, which means we get less tax revenue every year. And then the Krista Schroeder, the tax, the assessor, said we have to shift that burden to the citizens. So there you go. The citizens have to pay more. We have to pay for what the wind and solar companies are paying. It just doesn't work. So these commissioners don't have the best interest of the citizens. They're not looking out for our safety, health, and welfare. We are are the last people that they even worry about. It's it's corporation and and special interests that get their way. Well, Greg, uh, uh, what is EPSEC? stand for and look at and what other counties that have gone along with EPSEC and have had uh, more success on providing protection for their citizens in the county? Well, they have the one, it's, it's Columbia Solar, that's CAMA Solar Projects, they were permitted through that, and it's for small sites. The permitting process, if you go to EPSEC and review it, it's, it's lengthy, and it goes on and on. It's just not, okay, give us your little plan, and we'll we'll uh, take your word for it, rubber stamp it, and everything will be good. That's how it happens in the county. They, they have permitting for projects up in Yakima, and they've been fast-tracked, but they haven't been permitted yet. And the commissioners in Yakima County, they did a solar moratorium. They took it upon themselves to protect their citizens, unlike the commissioners here. We had to force them. The Yakima commissioners, they have a moratorium in place. They want to make sure that they come up with good ordinances to protect their citizens, and that moratorium will have impact on the decision-making at FSEC, because I spoke with them at FSEC, and the lady told me, yes, that moratorium will dictate how the permitting is going to happen in Yakima County. We need we need a moratorium here. We need caring, intelligent commissioners that will put the citizens first and come up with the ordinances. We've got 30 ordinances written for them. They can take a look at them, modify them, whatever. Let's get it done so that we protect all the citizens of the county. The county has ordinances for everything. Stop, stop signs, ordinances and zoning on your homes, everything. And the EOZ is a dangerous overlay. It's the energy overlay zone, so your land is zoned for certain functions, but yet if it's in the EOZ, it can supersede what's ever on your land and put a solar site right behind you. And if that doesn't work, they'll use a conditional use permit and put it right behind you. So people have to realize that no matter where you live in the county, something something bad can come next to you. It may not be a solar project. It may be wind turbines on the ridges over up on 141 up to Trout Lake. 
who knows? We don't know because we're not allowed to know what's going on in our county. Well, that's very true. That's a good statement. And, you know, uh, Sherry, you have worked a lot of time. Let's go back to enforcement. Just look at enforcement. We have a county commissioner that has operated a business, and um, we won't go into the other part of it, but there, he, he is above any kind of uh, county enforcement on a business, operation of a business or whatever. It's just like he has a, a free pass, and that's for a county commissioner, that should not be right. I mean, that's not right that he should be able to do that. He should be uh, an example to the rest of us that you have to follow the uh, law. Well, Bill, yes, you you bring up a very complicated situation right now with the county commissioner, uh, Commissioner Anderson, who is running uh, Airbnb without a conditional use permit, which... Uh, is required by our county and uh, is skirting is skirting the requirements and, and the fees the fees that the county should be receiving. So uh, I think that could be a whole other podcast. Uh, so uh, you know, I'd like to go back to solar ordinances because I keep begging for them. As we know, uh, I would like our county protected from this industrial solar complex takeover. And we can see by the actions of our commissioners that they're not protecting our county. So actions speak louder than words and all the things they've been saying for two years as we've been asking for solar ordinances has been rhetoric or whatever you want to call it. But, you know, actions speak louder than words and they're not giving the people what they want. And again, that uh, illegal business could be another discussion. Well, thank you, Sherry. Yeah, as a, um, but you know, the thing is, it's, I guess what I'm getting at is it doesn't matter which one of the um, county agencies or whatever, none of them are acting properly and enforcing the own rules, the the RCWs, the laws of the county. Um, it it just depends who you are, and uh, you know the uh, the people that have basically um, have the mo- have the most say in the county get the most lenient uh, uh, regulations. I guess that's what I'm talking about there, Greg. What do you think? Well, it sure seems that way. The, the big corporations come in and they just dictate to us. You can look at the county's model decommissioning plan, and there was three public hearings on it. As with all the la- all the public hearings over the last two years, uh, whatever the citizens say, we get to say it, and they get to ignore us. And that's just what's happened on every one of them. We've always been, uh, the project gets permitted or, or whatever, and the citizens are ignored. The model decommissioning plan just sets the county up for a lot of financial problems and when the when the county has to pay out money that's our tax money so everything they do the mistakes they make we pay for them correct and i just want to you know uh thank you guys i mean we're talking about enforcement and permitting and this or permitting and enforcement basically and this is a topic that could go on and on the taxes the the whole ball of wax the way they do operate and who they who they kowtow to and who they don't and this is a problem that this county needs to address and 
you know, you and Sherry have done a great job on it. I just want to thank you for being with me today. And this is, I've been talking with Greg, founder of Cease, and one of the number one members of Cease, Sherry Bosquet. And I just want to thank you both for being here today and, and uh, talking with me. Thanks, Dale. Thank you, Dale.